I don't know if the creator had something to do with it or it was just uh, the company, the animators. It's like, let's just do make an episode out of this and this and this and this. But I can think about four or five episodes that didn't need to be in the first season. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Herbal Synergies The Shop. I'm your host, Sinji, with me as always, my co-host, my confidant, my right hand, although you're not on either side of me, Herbie! What up, folks? What's going on, man? What's what's up? You know, trying to get this podcast, you know, ready, bust it down. I don't know nothing about nothing. Damn, except for nothing. Except for nothing. Shoot, yeah, must be nice. But yeah, happy holidays, everyone. Hope everyone got what they wanted, or at the very least, didn't get what they didn't want. Let's mm. be thankful for what you have, folks. Yeah, don't be wanted too much or too little. I guess don't be too content, but also want to achieve more. I think all I really be wanting is solitude. All I want for Christmas is solitude. Solitude. I know how you feel. If it wasn't for my love of electronics, I probably would go live in the woods somewhere. In the woods somewhere? Yep. I would live off of the land. Irby, minorities don't belong in the woods. I love the woods, dog. It's so quiet and peaceful. You hear hear your your thoughts and It ain't for us, bro. It's for me. I used to love going to summer camp in the woods, and we'd hike through the trails and swim in the the, the river that flowed by. Damn. Yeah, but you didn't know that about me, huh? Nah, because it, it doesn't suit the minorities. It does. I I love the woods. We belong inside where it's safe, or on the streets where it's not safe. Nothing in the Dude. middle. It might be safer in the woods. Shit. Better tell there's yeah. some bears in this area. Well, bears, most bears are harmless. Yeah, yeah as long as you're running you downhill. That's why you get the, the bear spray and uh, the bear horn. You'd be good to go. What does a bear spray and bear horn actually do? Well, loud noises deter the bear. It hurts their eardrums. And hey. the bear spray... Um, it blinds them in their nose, and then it makes them run away from being hurt. Hey. And deters them. Yeah. Good stuff. No, the only thing I need to be on the lookout for is Bambi. I've seen Bambi on the road, my road to work too many times. Bambi. Yeah, they're harmless, too. Yeah, until they want to fight with your car one-on-one. Which they'll always lose, so. No, I think the car loses most of the time. Mm, the car still functions and lives later, but Bambi is just dead. Sometimes. Sometimes. Other times they start twitching on the side of the road, which is painful to see. It's like, what hit me? And it gets up and walks away. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Sometimes. You got a flavor this week, Herb? Shoot. I, you could probably pick one from 
each of the shows. Shoot, from each? Except for Blacksmith. Didn't really have one. Yeah, no, nah, just tits. More tits. Yeah. Unnecessary tits. Yeah, really. But yeah, Spy Family was strong contention. A whole bunch of stuff in that. Uh, Jujutsu had some moments, too. Yeah, um, let's see here. I'll, you know, I'll go with... Um, I will go with Peach Boy this week. The part oh. where... Yeah. The part where he proceeds to uh, tell people... Um, the, the little the scene where he's talking about the hypothetical question... And he's like, yeah, if I was a child, I would kill uh, most of the ogres. I was like, oh, okay. So you get a kind of glimpse of why he does what he does. Mm-hmm. And also, he was like, most people don't have a reason to um, hate or, or be prejudiced. It's like, it's pretty much what they're just brought up to be. And I was like, man, that is some real life stuff right there. Yes, so, sir. Yeah, it's true, though. Very true. It's sad, but... Alas, here we are. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> it's it's not even like that with just prejudice, um, cism. It's just like that with most things in life. On how like in this country, a girl's not legal till she's eighteen, but like in India, as soon as she bleeds, she can be wed and traded for a pig or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the the brought up. Yeah, cause just the way they brought up, like he said. Or, like, how in China, it's completely normal to, like, limit a family to one child. And, like, if you had, at some point, I think, I, for, I forget, like, the specifics on it. But I think at some point, like, if you were having, they were, like, killing the girls. Yeah. But yeah, there's also, um. It's all thing, like over, Go ahead. Yeah, over, yeah, overpopulation now, too, where they're going to give people. I think it was like a million yen to move from the city of Tokyo. I was like, Psh, a million yen. Doesn't sound too bad. What's that convert to in US dollars? Uh, probably like $50,000. Yeah, it don't sound good enough. <laughs> you know what I can do with $50,000? You know what I can't do with $50,000? What? Get a house. I can put a down payment on that bitch, though. You could. So eventually you would get one. So. But yeah, I was like, huh, that's an interesting article. Move away from the city. I should uh, bring up my notes, right? Yeah, it's only, um, it's not, not even that much. It's uh, 7626 dollars. It wasn't even the 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even close. Yeah, so. They basically said, here's three months of rent. Depending on where you want to go, leave. Yeah. So it might have been a billion. Let me see. Yeah. No, nah, that's too much. But yeah, still. Yeah, that's not bad though. That's enough for a car or something. Yeah, yeah. All right, my yeah, what's flavor. What's your flavor? Um, I'm torn between another weak hero. And another Spy X family. Because that was my flavor last 
episode. It was one from Weak Hero and one from Spy, but man, great yawn, man, from Weak Hero. Since we since we don't discuss Weak Hero in this podcast, I'm gonna make it Weak Hero, and we can discuss my moment and Spy when it comes up. Gray Eon systematically destroyed this fighting lunatic and brought him down and called him out for because like they're he's known as being together with some big muscle guy and it's just like oh you weren't alone because you thought Eugene was weak and he'd be easy to beat that's why you're alone as Gray just systematically destroyed him took away his will to fight. Uh, yeah, I, I my man was in straight demon mode. Last two chapters. Nah, bro, demon mode. That's you, dog. My demon. Bad. I don't want to be a demon. It's just what you are, dog. It's I'm just what sick. I am. Mama, help. Nah, mama can't help it now. Mama, you better, you better ask Satan for help. <laughs> just kill the ma- yo. Listen. I'm God's gift from hell. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to steal that. I, I already stole it from Anthony. Dang. I'm about my to boys, steal still. My, my boys. My boys. I heard my boys kid say that. And I was just like, what? I like that. That's supposed to be my new slogan. Shoot. Yeah, I'm about to steal, steal that. Twice removed. God's gift from hell. Yeah. All right. So, speaking of hell, fires, let's tie in to some sacred blacksmith. Oh, God. Do we have to? Yeah. This one's, like, eerily close to getting replaced. All right. Yeah. So, quick run through episode five. Ties uh, slash together. Um, Not much there. You know, seven minutes in and... We were watching Lisa make her rounds about the villagers and kind of seeing how her and Luke maintained their lifestyle. But for some reason, in the midst of this, she decided she had to remember um, Sicily's nipples on both occasions that they were exposed. And, you know, she's... At this point, she's carrying a whole bunch of produce. Um, everyone she walks by just seems to giving giving them more stuff so they can take care of themselves. Um, and we find out that Luke actually provides the villagers with the tools they need to continue on their living. So it's like it's kind of like a trade. You help me, I help you. Blah blah blah. On to the crux of the episode, because the title of this. Um, Eyes together. Yeah, yeah. So eventually, um, Cicely and Arya appear as well, and it's just a whole episode of them together. And Cicely's wondering if Lisa gets the proper care she needs under Luke's care. And. Lisa's just happy to, like, be useful to Luke, so she doesn't really think much of it. And they end up going shopping. Um, 
while Lisa and Arya are just picking out, Cicely's trying to talk sense to Luke, like, hey, you need to pay attention to this, pay attention to that. She's coming of age, and you know, she needs this, this, that, and that, and that. And he's like, you can tell he's like a little awkward with it, and he's just like, ah, oh, I never really thought about it. You know what I mean? But I digress. They end up going clothes shopping and trying out about a whole bunch of outfits. Arya tried to get Cicely put some very see-through lingerie on. She didn't do it, thank God. Um, and Lisa decided to go with this. It almost seems like a kind of like a battle outfit, like an outfit for adventuring. And it was cute, and. Cicely and Arya ran away to leave them together because Cicely is trying to like flourish that relationship. And like, isn't she a child? I th- I first thought it was like more so like brother sister type deal. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it, or like almost like a caretaker looking after a younger one type mm-hmm. deal. So the so. yeah the whole time they're um, walking back home, I guess Lisa is trying to find a way to ask or find the courage to ask Luke if he likes the outfit and when she finally mounted up the courage he put a tiny little hat on her head that happened to match her outfit and it was like thank god it matches and like she cried tears of joy and they went on about their their business yeah <laughs> not much there the next yeah, episode will be more to talk about but yeah, I did think what also worth noting is uh, you get a little bit of explanation about demon contracts. On how, oh, what oh. the word inside the heart thing? Yeah. So apparently everyone has deaf words in their heart. And like the only there's two ways to do to read it. And the one way I remember is having your chest cut open and someone showing you the words with your heart. But what was the other way? Uh, I think, I think you might've been near death. Um, and it tells you or something. I like someone reaches into there. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. But that's how devil contracts are formed. You read the, the deaf words on your heart and therefore you, engage in a devil's contract yeah and after uh you get whatever you agreed upon that's when you turn into a demon so i'm like huh interesting so that's why that old man held out for for so long because he didn't actually get uh the salvation until later oh yeah that guy yep yep yeah finally got it finally got it Yeah. yeah Next episode was better, but I don't know. Still kind of weird. Um, yeah. I let me see. What would you like to talk about next, sir? All right, let's go ahead and uh, we can roll on into mob. Oh, mob! mob. Oh, Bob! So much, so much uh, going on so this much episode. There. Yeah, so Mob Psycho, Season 3, Episode 12. These are his confessions. Stop. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Sabomi, she's there. And uh, doesn't Sabomi kind of sound like, uh, I think it's Rom, right? 
What? Yeah, yeah. She said something. She kind of sounded like she was like Rom, you know, off a uh, Subaru show. Oh, Rem. Yeah, one of those two. And I was like, hey, she kind of sounds familiar when she said that sentence like that. I was like, oh. So anyhow, that was a note ahead. But uh, also, the tornado is heading her way. She's like, I guess I should leave, but I told Mob I'll be here for him. You know what? So. Fuck Sabome, bro. <laughs> because all her waiting around led me to believe you know fuck it. We, we'll, we'll talk about this later go ahead yeah cause I, I'm gonna say something about it later too uh, so Mob he has an inner, log, inner monologue with himself Shigeyu Kageyama and we found that the reason Mob stopped using his powers was because Sabomi stopped uh, showing interest in them so my man was just simping over her. <laughs> and he also liked her because she treated him like a regular person. So that's why he kind of fell in love with her. And then we find out that his alter ego, Shigeyu, fell in love with Sabomi because of this. Um, it's not really Mob that actually likes her, I guess. I don't know. It's a weird dynamic because it's still kind of him. I think it's uh, both of them. Yeah. So then... That forum also knows that Reagan's a fake. I was like, yeah, everyone pretty much knew it, but they just haven't said anything. And Reagan's making his way to Mob. He's getting pummeled by debris, trying to get to Mob. And the altar forum says Reagan's like disgusted by him. He can't get close. But meanwhile, it's his energy that he's throwing off that causes him not to get close. So there's a catch-22 right there. And... uh. So then we get a flashback to about some like top secret workout routine. I'm like, what does it have to do with anything that's going on with the psychic powers? That's afoot. <laughs> uh, and then my man, Reagan, he's running. And I'm like, oh, my, Reagan got anime power. He's running and jumping and doing this and the other. I'm like, man, look at him. So look then at he almost gets there. Yeah. And uh, a force smacks him down before he can even close the mob. He's almost there. Can't retouch him. And he reaches out. And all of a sudden, my man's in front of him. And I'm like, oh, snap, Reagan's there. And then, oh, boy, goes to strike mob. Uh, mob goes to strike, oh, boy. And he catches it. And guess who it is? Who is it, it's Herbie? It's Dimple. Dimple. Dimple's like, oh, your strong desire to, to see me again brought me back. I'm like, oh, it's Dimple. I knew he was coming back to help. That's his best friend. Uh, so, yeah. And then Breaker's like, oh, can we get a moment alone so I can talk to the mob? And he essentially tells him he has no powers. And he, and he, he uh, proceeds to cry and like lays everything out in front of mob. And he's like, yeah, I just meant to using you. It's like, I have no clue about psychic stuff. And uh, he tells Mob that everyone has two sides and it's okay to have two sides, which is, you know, it's, it's true. Some people have a persona they show you in public and then they have a persona they show you in pri private. So. Some people do. Some people do. I just, what you see is what you get, baby. Yeah, deal with it. Yeah. 
But so he's like, yeah, just accept yourself for who you are. And then he becomes 100% with himself. And everything subsided. And he, then he goes to see Sabome. And Sabome. Yeah, and my man gets rejected. <laughs> Quick. Yeah. And she's like, I never thought of you in that way before, Mob, so I'm sorry. So he was crying. <laughs> he's crying, but he's happy. So I couldn't be too mad at Mob. I was like, okay, at least you tried. You put your heart out there, Mob. You did what you could. It wasn't reciprocated, but you know. Most people can't someone, do that. Yeah, most people can't. And there's someone for everyone, Mob. So don't get dejected, my guy. That's what I'm saying. Fuck Sabome, bro. All that waiting she did for him. All that waiting was so misleading. But I also feel like it was probably the respectful thing to do because she probably knew what he wanted to meet her for. Uh, I, actually, I, I think she just generally cares about him for a friend. About, uh, as a friend. Because um, what's, uh, what's the brother's name? Uh, Ritsu. Ritsu said they've been talking here and there. Yeah, at the end, it's like, yeah, they they just been talking on the phone. And it's like, oh, they're not really boyfriend, girlfriend. But now she just talked to my friend. Like, she could do that before because I don't think they ever made mention of them just talking like that. No. Nah. So now it's. No, you're right. Yeah, I was like, because I was like, I don't remember them just like maybe once, once or twice about a phone call about school or something. But I don't remember them just talking on the phone like that. So. So yeah, then we get to uh they're like pretty much wrapping things up and uh yeah, so there's a cat that's in a tree and mob climbs up the tree and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> he's not using his psychic powers. So they're they're realizing that psychic powers aren't all aren't cracked up what they people make them out to be. And so we get to what Shirazawa, he's Reagan's assistant. I and it, real quick, I was actually a little confused about him not using his powers. I was like, I thought you were gonna accept yourself. Yeah, I mean, he could, but he just didn't. I'm not sure. I don't know why he did that that way. So, and is he the vice president of the Body Improvement Club now? I feel like he's something now, right? Um. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but they meet up with like um, a Teru and stuff, and they start having flashbacks about buying uh, clothes, and he was going to buy some clothes, and Mom's like, oh, nope, I'm okay, I can pick up my own stuff, <laughs> which was funny too. Did and we so, did we ever hmm? mention the one time he got a phone call, and like, on his uh, phone was Saitama? Can't remember. I thought that was hilarious, but um, go ahead. Yeah. So they're throwing Reagan a, a surprise birthday party, and old girl, um, they give him his cake, a surprise, whatever. He's he's happy, and old girl hits him in, in the cake, but someone stops him, and he has, like, cakes, <laughs> cakes on his face because he tries to catch it, and everyone laughs. The mob's laughing the hardest. Dimples eating uh, cake off his face. Yeah. So, yeah, wrapped it all up. I think that's the end of the season, it feels like. From Mob. the end of the show. I thought that, too. I don't know. I don't know either, dog. Yeah. So. Mob don't come out on Shonen, so I couldn't tell you. Sure couldn't tell you. 
Yeah, so. Yeah, did you uh want to get into to Jutsu? Get a little bit of our manga portion, then splice in Peach Boy and we Spy could, Family? We could do Jujutsu. Did we have to talk about both chapters, right? Because I, yeah. I had to read two. Yeah, 27, 28. Okay. Oh, man, I just read them today, and it's... There's a blank. Yeah. Well, there wasn't much in there for two of them. It's a lot of action. Um, yeah. You want to so, you want to go with it cuz Yeah, I got it. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't. essentially they were they started their their fighting and my boy Ghetto like a boxer slipping a punch, he spun his head around to dodge the blood piercing bullet that old boy was shooting at him. And so fighting more continues for like another 12 pages and uh Sukumo, she makes a play for him. And gets up close to attack. And my man blows a hole through her stomach. I was like, ooh, that's not good. But she she can't regenerate. So we'll see how that goes. And then the next chapter, they start talking about how Blood Boy is necessary for uh, UG's future. And then we get back to the Tsukumo fight. She's pretty much bleeding out. And we find out that she can create a black hole. And he's she's going to suck him into it. But somehow, Ghetto survives. And we find out that uh, Kaori Itadori, Itadoria, uh, I think, um, she has a thing to, that's like anti-gravity that like allowed him to use his body as a domain, which is how he survived. And also, there's a person in the tree somewhere that he looks at, and something's going to happen with that. Don't know what yet, though. Mm-hmm. So that concludes that for Jujutsu. Hit the highlights there. There you go. There you go. Um, I can discuss. I remember enough about the Dragon Ball chapter that I can take the rain on it. Believe it or not, I did skim through Boruto. Yeah, Boruto. Interesting. All right, so Dragon Ball. Taking a break from Goku and Vegeta. And what does that mean, guys? Go ahead. I'll give you a second. If you if you said we get a Gohan story, you were wrong. Uh, might be a Gohan story, but not really a Gohan story. Yeah, we're we're focusing on Goten and Trunks right now, and they have taken over as Sandman X One and Sandman X Two. They fight crime just like some cartoon superhero they see. Clean up, man, or something. Yup, and you would think that they wouldn't be into that crap like Gohan and Sandman, but nope, they're just as lame as Gohan was. Yeah. But, I digress. We start off the chapter, they stop a bank, a bank robbery. Um, no one in the family knows that they do this. Although, I'm pretty sure if Gohan watched the news, he'd probably figure it out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if anyone watched the news other than his grandparents, they would figure it out. Probably, yeah. Um, they probably already even know. Yeah. On the only one who level. probably doesn't know is Chi-Chi. I don't think Chi-Chi has TV. Yeah. Which is weird, because like her family was super rich um, growing up. I mean, her dad, her dad was the Ox King. 
I think they did have TV because she watched the cell games on it. Oh, you were, I thought that was at Master Roshi's house. Uh, it could be. I don't know. But anyways, so they're fighting crime. They're basically taking the place of the Great Sandman. They're doing this in the middle of school and whatnot, hanging out. They're teenagers. Dragon Ball introduces decent-looking black characters in the show. And there's one in Trunks class, and Goten has one as a friend. So we didn't get one black person. We got two. And I'm not talking Mr. Popo. I'm talking actual regular black individuals. Are you sure there's just not uh, an individual that just has a deep tan? That, that's possible. The manga's in black and white. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you either. Can't wait till the show comes back. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I swear to God. What if they were just really tanned? <laughs> that would be hilarious. You get a message at the end. You thought I'd put normal black people in here? The hell? Terrible. This is Dragon Ball. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. But um, blah They're in school. They're talk. Trunks' class is talking about this haunted place. Um, Doctor Jero's help bots are malfunctioning and they're getting recalled. Like they're freaking. Not Dr. Juros. Um, Not the uh Dr. What's his Brief. name? Dr. Breeze. Yeah, he's been named after underwear. Yeah. Um, And Emperor Pilaf, my and... I forget the dog's name. I forget. Cho or Fox or something. I think it is Cho. They're actually working for Dr. Briefs, and they're, they're the ones repairing the helper bots. And Trunks has tasked them with being uh, uh, Pilaf with creating that watch that Gohan used to put on and off the costume right away. So in the midst of their lookout, they come across this Frankenstein looking mofo. And Trunks is freaked out because apparently Trunks is a scaredy cat. Just like his dad in all the uncanny movies. So the other thing that made me, um, I'm like, why is he afraid of ghosts when he literally had an attack that involved ghosts? So it made made no sense to me why they just made him afraid of ghosts. Yeah, super ghost kamikaze attack. Yeah, they would have been off making Goten afraid of the ghosts. And Trunks would be like, there's nothing to be afraid of. Like, I, I, I think that was just weird why they did that. Well, it wouldn't have made sense for either of them because that's their fusion attack. Yeah. I, I don't think either of them could do it solo. Yeah, so it just makes no sense. I don't know. But if but, you're um, trying to play Trunks as like the protagonist of this little thing, then they should have made Goten more afraid of ghosts. Maybe because Goten was younger, they could have made him afraid of ghosts. But it. Yeah, it and, does seem like they're making Go t- uh, Trunks the lead, right? Yeah. Which I guess they're doing it because future trunks and that love interest will my and shit like that, but I don't know, man. Keep it in the family. Give me Goten. It just makes no sense. Afraid of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> and then Goten brings up the thing it's like we've our dads were ghosts at some point. <laughs> yeah. Don't you remember the Halo and He's like, that's different. It's like ah it's, I don't know. I don't know about different. Just but foolishness. 
from observing Frankenstein, they've realized that he did something to the robot. The robot went straight away, ran away. So I guess the... And they didn't dig too deep into this, but I'm going to dig a little deeper into it. I guess the strat was have a bunch of them malfunction and act like they're going straight to the uh, Dr. Priest's office. And then route a couple of them to their warehouse so they can use them. Because it'd be probably it'd probably be really hard to keep track of all the ones malfunctioning, and with most of them appearing at the at lab court capsule court, it'd be assumed that the one you're missing is there, and then at that point you can probably just report yours missing, and they'd give you a new one. And the Frankenstein guy and his crew have a few workers for the uh, sushi place. I think that was the uh, the whole master plan behind that. But you still with me, Herb? Yeah. Okay. But uh, goats and the trunks follow the Frankenstein dude up to this abandoned warehouse, and Trunks remembers it from the from his class talking about. It. It's like, oh, it's that abandoned place. Apparently, there's ghosts there or corpses, and the classmates show up. So he's gotta he's gotta um, put on his costume, but his watch is acting up. He's going in, he's in there. He's beating people up easily. Some strong dude pops up, and he's pressing the watch. And the classmates are watching, and Goten is uh, watching from behind. And his costume, his watch malfunctioned and took the costume off. So then Goten had to think quick and turn off the lights and like. Kind of did, did he knock him out? What happened there? Because they had to wake up at some point. I think he just whisked him away too fast for him to realize what was going on. Yeah, and then like Goten was like, "Oh my god, did you guys see fall for that illusion too?" I, and they were like, "Oh, it was an hallucination." I knew Trunks couldn't beat a great Sandman X one. Yeah. Then we go back. We go back to Trunks, who goes Super Sand and beats up that dude pretty easy with a whirling, spinning fist tornado cyclone thing which i don't understand how that works but kudos to you brother yeah and i can't remember oh oh um so the purpose of all this was to get my free for a date because they were too busy doing the recall and trunks had to figure out why they were recalling the machines well they solved that issue but the problem is Trunks broke all the robots, so they had to fix all the robots, and Mike couldn't go on a date anyway to the movies. Yeah. And that's how we ended our first chapter with the boys. We did. It was uh, interesting, to say the least. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, and also, I think, there's a, isn't there a time skip? Because I feel like Last time we saw Pan, she was just about to be born, or she was like a year old or something. And now she's in kindergarten. Yeah, so. this is this seems this is following the events of the um, the Piccolo the Gohan movie. Yeah, didn't see it. This is post that this because Pan was in school during that movie. Um, the kid who made those zombies, he was in that movie. He was the person who created the main villain in that movie, the Cell Max. 
So I think we're going to see that guy. It almost seems like I hate to I hate to think it's going to be like this, but it almost seems like it's going to be like an Americanized cartoon where you're just going to have themes until the guy is ready to bring Goku and Vegeta back into the mix. Yeah, maybe. So what, I don't know. What plan will Trunks and Goten follow of the kid genius next? Because that kid is related to Dr. Jiro. Yeah, because they had the whole disc that was in there that they mm-hmm. took out. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, huh. But yeah. Go on with that bad Chojin now. Oh, Chojin? Chojin yeah. was... Uh, I'm just going to steamroll Chojin, because Chojin was basically that finger lady trying to convince Tokyo to take her power. And... um. Azuma, Azuma, is it Azuma? It's Azuma, right? Yeah. Azuma, for some reason, like was willing to believe her because of a vision he had, and Tokyo had the same vision. But in his vision, Azuma was also blaming him for the destruction of the the city, and the only one who was like really voicing their opinion against it was Ellie, and Ellie was just like, "Nah, you you abducted us, and you want us to trust you." And on another note, the same mark in your hand is the same mark that was on all those dead bodies that I saw. Meaning, you killed them. <laughs> and yeah. then she tried to justify them, like, oh, there's a chance that it, there's a high chance it won't work, but there's a slim chance that it'll take it. And I feel like Tokyo will take it very well. And it's like, you killed all those people on a slim chance and you try to justify it? No, we shouldn't trust you. So then, um, Tokyo, after much deliberation, he goes, can I think about it and come back? And the lady's like, oh, I see you taking, you choosing the hard way. I'm just going to force it on you. Like, Whoa, lady. You know what century this is? Yeah, she was like, oh, we're going to give you the mark by force. I was like, okay. You've chosen rape. And I was like, mm, terrible. So she brings them out of the world, and Ellie's ready to fight. Azuma's ready to fight in Tokyo. It's, he looks terrified, but he's getting ready to fight and ellie we end the chapter where ellie having a smart remark to azuma it's like and who wanted to trust her and he's like i'm sorry yeah so yep she just wanted to prevent the calamity from happening and we did find out that there was another lady that could also see the future but her future differed from hers so they split into like a faction factiones yeah and so we're gonna go with boruto Boruto! Yeah, so, 76. Uh, Boruto asks, why isn't he a candidate for Ida? And she's like, uh, I'm already 16, you're 12. <laughs> and Boruto says, age shouldn't matter. Sounding just like R. Kelly. Uh, a boy, Kawaki. He's proceeded to ask her, like, why Why am I saving Boruto uh, being attacked and this, that, and the other? And it's like, it's because he deal with code he made, whatever. And essentially, it was. He sold Borto out in order to save Kawaki for herself. And then we get that uh, she requested that Serata and Sumari show up because she can't really talk about her feelings uh, because there's too many guys in the room. And so she wanted more girls to show up. And so they kind of have like a girl powwow and they chat and discuss things. Then we find out that Serata and Sumari are unaffected by Ida, which is nice because they could essentially 
be the ones to kill her and get close. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's that one. That's all I got from it. Yeah, nothing too much there. I wonder why they're not infatuated with her. That's why I wonder too. I I don't know if it's like maybe Tamari might be because she can go into like a different realm, like time travel or something. Or maybe uh I don't know, it might be like a gene with like Serata's eye where she can get the the Renegade or whatever. But I don't know. I think Sasuke is affected somewhat, but he's like up oh, I'm being affected. Like he knows that he's being affected. So I don't know. Which is weird. Don't get to it. Hmm. We'll see. But yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. A little, little tidbit. Yeah, so go and hit us with that Peach Boy Riverside. Oh, Peach Boy, okay. Episode 7, Species and Belonging. Are you ready for this? No. I kind of had an inkling, but like this kind of just summed it up. Peach Boy Riverside has just been jumping back and forth forth in time periods. And Mm. Episode 8 actually confirms this when we actually get to see i'm not gonna say who she picks but we actually get to see sally who sally chooses between makoto and sumaragi but going back to episode seven species and belongings samanki is the one who destroyed the entire village right before right after they escaped from the cell with meki and halton was chasing them and then like they turn around and the entire village is gone so this is where we're picking up um, Samanki was ready to kill Meki, but, and Meki, he basically talked Meki into wanting herself to die. Cause she's like, you're basically human. You're not an ogre. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. So you're human. And the least you can do is die with some pride. She's like, you're right. Kill me. Sally was like, nah, if it's all the same to you, let us just keep her. And this, for some reason, sparks up. I'm like, <gasps> and Meki. It's like, I can live? I don't know. I don't know what the hell was going through her head. But for whatever reason, Sumeraki doesn't want Sally dead, so he stops Samanki from trying to kill her. Which her eye wasn't even activating, so I don't know if he would have... Um, I think he actually would have gotten to her if Sumeraki didn't stop him. Maybe the eye knew that it wasn't going to happen. Maybe. So didn't, possibly. Didn't need to feel the, the need to interject. That is possible. Um, they end up going to the next village um, after Sally shakes Hawthorne out of his shock. And I guess Hawthorne didn't, didn't feel up to the task of like going to su- secure food because like he was just mentally drained at this point. He asked um, Sally to go get some food. Where, for the time being, when Halton went to get some water after a pep talk from Fra, it was just uh, Fra and Menke alone, and that's where Fra came up th- with the name for F- Meki because Meki can't use her name as an she's no longer an ogre technically. Yeah. And Fra immediately goes, "How about Karen?" She's like. No, no, what are you doing? Just like, how about character? I was like, okay, I guess that's better. I was like, what? 
What's better well, about it? Well, they well initially when she said it, one was like, I guess there was like two different ways to say carrot. Yeah, one but essentially the, essentially sound the same to us, but yeah, the other but, way like emphasizes on the t, like character. No, no, like they in parentheses it was like the way it said it was like a it had like an n Najisa or something. Oh and yeah, the other yeah, one, yeah, yeah, that that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I'm, so, I'm not Japanese. I don't want to know. Yeah, so I think it was might be the connotation of which uh, they are or something. So I was like, oh, okay, makes sense. I can see it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so um, Sally's getting food. Hawthorne's getting drinks. Um. Sumeragi is watering some plants and a child walks out to him and he's like pretending to be a priest. She's like, oh, go share this with the other children. She hits the corner and you hear her die. So Mankey comes out the corner and is like, I really wish you wouldn't mess with someone else's uh, flock. And then Sumeragi is like, and you still pretending to be a wandering priest? Who gave you the order to save uh, that girl? And some uh, Sumeragi says something about the first. I don't know what that is yet. They haven't introduced higher ups to us at this point. But Sumeragi basically explains to Samanki that if he attacked, he would have died. And considering during the 100 Ogre meeting, Samanki is just ahead. I don't know who did it, but... Yeah. There was no point of saving him, I guess. <laughs> it was more so probably for like a prop to say, oh, this is what that boy can do to us. Let's get him before he gets the rest of us. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, so continue. Oh, that was the end of that, that episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh... I think something worth saying here is how Sally decided that her purpose was to like come up with understanding between the, the demi human and like people because she doesn't like the prejudice and oh, yeah, like she, the walk, hate. she walked into Makoto in the town, yeah. And so, I think I think it's admirable. Uh, so at least she's like aware of the biases towards certain people mm-hmm. and she wants to change it, but. Change takes time sometimes. Um, people have to be willing to change. So, but yeah, I think this this was a nice allegory of how um, everything everything goes with life like this, kind of, sort of. Uh, it takes, yeah. I feel like it, it takes generations to change a mindset. It does. Because we still have, without like getting specifics, I feel like we still have states and like, specific areas in states that like still live in like the 1700s or the 1800s or i'm not good with history but like a certain time period it's like when they land at plymouth rock okay fuck off bro listen in school they teach you if you don't know a word sound it out i've never actually seen the word plymouth written so i pronounced it as it was written ply mouth two words i know ply mouth (laughs) I thought that was accurate until I got laughed at. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't say you, you pronounced it wrong. I just said, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, like Plymouth Rock history. <laughs> Look, I think it was Sean that heard. I think it was Sean that heard it first. I was like, did you say Plymouth? I was like, yeah, why? 
Plymouth, and she starts laughing. It's like, what? I, I didn't know. I don't know the word. Yeah. You told the story. I just said that, and I just left it. It's so. all good, bro. Funny story. I'm sure I'll hear about it later. But, yeah, so, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, prejudice. And I do think most stuff happens just, just because people are brought up a certain way. Um, yeah, like, religion's like one of those things, too. So, if a little thought experiment, if you had a person, if you had two versions of yourself and they each had a different religion, they probably both would think that the other one was crazy just because based off their beliefs. But, you know, it is what it is. So, it is um, what it is, and that's how it's going to be. Yeah, let's get on to this spy family. Let's. Episode 24. The role of a wife and mother and shopping with friends. Now, this this whole episode was just funny. Uh, all the episodes are pretty funny. So you're, she's walking around in a trance and she like walks into a pole. I was like, ooh, okay. And she's wondering, is she going to be tossed aside? And the two old ladies, uh, they're asking a question. She's not really like paying attention to them too much. And they think that Lloyd cheated on on her. But yeah, the husband cheated, no doubt. He's such a handsome fellow. And and so why wouldn't he cheat? Yeah. And then so what happens is they're like, yeah, we run home to Mrs. Such a tournament like they did in apartment fifteen, which I thought was interesting because they turned him into like the the secret police. I was like, oh, interesting. So. Then we get that Frankie's watching Anya while Lloyd is handling some business. And you're and Lloyd, they're going out drinking. Which I thought was a bad idea on uh, Lloyd's part. Yeah. I thought they were going to dinner. It's like, oh, they're going to dinner. Nice. I wish I'd go to dinner. Would have been better. They could have probably... I bet there would have been a candle involved in the table. They would have been looking face to face. But you probably would have ordered a drink. You might have gotten a glass of wine. Yeah. And then so, uh, the other funny part here, Dior uh, senses that Lloyd wants to talk about something. And then she immediately thinks that Fiona's going to be his new wife. And she is saddened. And she wants to say she wants the best friend, but her throat is closing up and she can't get the words out. And then so, one of my favorite parts was, which is, oh, alcohol, give me strength open throat and she just starts drinking the alcohol. I'm like, oh buddy. And she's like, oh, nope, this is enough. Give me your alcohol. She chucks his whole bottle. I was like, dang. Oh, you're. Yeah. And she gets drunk and essentially she asks, do you love her? She's pretty. You once said I was pretty and this, that, and the other. And she just rambling, drunken rambles. And Lloyd was like, oh, is this jealousy? He was like, I got to make sure uh, the mission's not in jeopardy and time to use Operation Honey Trap. And he goes to confess his, his love for her and she kicks him across the room. <laughs> I was like, dang. That was mother. That was mother flavor. Like, he realized that she actually had feelings for him and then went into spy mode within a second. Yeah. I was like, man. It's like, whoo, buddy. Got him. And then so 
he wakes up to yours singing him a lullaby that was similar to his mother's song. And then he, he proceeds to tell her that like he had no intentions of replacing her and she's like a great mother. And he's like, I want you to continue to be Anya's mother. And another flavor of mine was when Anya was like, Mama and Papa are out late. They must be shacking up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank is like, where did you learn that from? He's like, oh, I learned it from Becky. I'm like, dang. Daggum Becky. Freaking Becky. Ruining innocence. Anya probably still has no idea what that means. No clue. It's just hilarious. So, so then that's like the end of the episode. And Becky, she's coming up with a plan to help Anya land Damon. And they're off to buy some clothes. And Anya wants peanuts. And then we find out that Becky ran out of the whole department store. And Becky buys a whole bunch of clothes. And Anya tries on some stuff too. And Anya, at the end, Anya's almost dead. She says she almost shopped herself to death. <laughs> And Becky says, oh, did you enjoy yourself? And Anya's like, hey, I had a good time with my friend. And then like, oh, we got to find something you like. And and this was another one I liked. Cartoon merch is what calls my name. I was like, ha. Anya, she, she's cool. She's and so, cool. Yeah. So then Anya wants to get a, a keychain to uh, commemorate them overcoming their brush with death and overcoming shopping by death. So I was like, oh, look at you. That's funny and hilarious. Because that's how I feel shopping too sometimes. Especially if I got to go in there and stuff I looked at online is not in there for me to view. I'm like, dang. God just makes my stuff much longer. Mm-hmm. So then we get to episode 25. Uh, first Contact. It starts off with Lloyd talking through how he was going to infiltrate the building. And Desmond called up his brother to ask his father to meet him because he had something he wanted to talk about. And they're going to meet up at Courtyard Building 2 if his father actually shows up, which isn't guaranteed at this point, but it could happen. And then so Anya like reads his mind and figures it out, and she's like, oh, I'm going to follow Damon and fight the evil boss herself since Papa's plan's not going well. And I'm like, <laughs> that's hilarious. And yeah, she makes the show. She She's just funny. She does. Yeah. Because like at, Dam- <laughs> at, the, at the end of the shopping freaking episode and like uh, Becky realizes she could uh, dress up for for Lloyd and it's like, I've wasted too much time shopping for Anya. And it's like, oh. Yeah, she's like, shock. I was like, that's, that's funny. Hilarious. So so then Damon's going to cancel the meeting. Um, but Anya, he's going to cancel the meeting because he's scared. But Anya, like, convinces him not to. And she kind of, like, reads his mind. And then she, like, plays it off. And I'm like, huh. So... And then my man Lloyd created a fake sheep that he left so that Damon could find it. And he, he made it for 10 Delks, which was like significantly less than what Anya paid for her her uh, one she did. Yeah, I think it was a third of the price. Yeah, it, I think it was like 300 and it was like paid like 10. So it was like a tenth of it. 
Oh, it was cost. 300 ducks? Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, made a profit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I thought it was genius. So then he ends up finding Damon and talking to Damon and, like, apologizing. And he wants to meet the old, old Desmond and wants to go to the house to offer his sorry apologies and such. And essentially, uh, his father shows up, and they start the talking, and Lloyd's trying to gain some insight on what's happening and what he wants and why he thinks that he just walk over people to do stuff. Man. And, as scary yeah. as it make that man look, why do I feel like he has nothing to do with the war? Yeah, and I feel like he, he looks like a doofus. Did you get that feeling? Yeah, he is, and he has some random scar on the side of his head. Yeah, like a done. So like they like operate on his brain and and then make him. Uh, they just made him like figurehead versus an actual being per se. You know, like he's just like a placeholder while someone else is a mastermind. Hmm. That's just more like my my feeling. Mm-hmm. Cause it looked like he had a lobotomy, so. Who knows? Kim Possible. Pepper Charmed remembers. But Pepper yeah, Charmed so. Never forget. Never. So then he gets to talking and kind of starts playing like armchair psychiatrist and, and starts trying to like reassure Damon without actually saying stuff and talk about how you should be there for one another and just that even if stuff go, does go wrong. And I did like how Anya was like, Anya's going to free candy hostages at the store with this coupon. I'm like, man, that's funny. (laughs) But Lloyd did do a masterful job of bridging the gap between uh, Donovan and Desmond and how his father doesn't actually show like feelings of caring without, not in a conventional sense, one would say, but it's done beautifully. Mm -hmm. And he's on the radar now that he could uh, be part of the family crew if it ever came to that. But so. the Damon really is intelligent because he picked up on Lloyd trying to help. But I, he didn't really question why Lloyd was trying to help. Yeah. He was just like, enough. He's like, enough, old man. So, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I enjoyed the two episodes. They were They were good. Fun field, action packed. Have Link you thought crime. about? Laugh. Have you thought about what you might be replacing Mob with? Nope. I cross that bridge when the water gets to it. Alrighty, I'll be floating on down. Yeah, you float on down, float on by. <laughs> Don't let the little stick you in the eye. Damn. Well, alrighty, Irby. Anything you want to talk about? No, I got nothing. Okay. Um. Let's see. Blue Lock, really good. Really, really, really good. I keep saying this, but it is. Sport animes are just good. When done right, they're just really, really good. Um, Chainsaw Man, hype. Season finale, I enjoyed it. Bleach, picking it up, man. Like uh, Bleach is so good. Um... On a side note, I have started listening to Sword Art Online, the light novel. And let me just say, 
So far, the book and the anime are vastly different. In a sense where I think the 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 anime just like I don't know if the creator had something to do with it or it was just the uh, the company the animators was like let's just do make an episode out of this and this and this and this but I can think about four or five episodes that didn't need to be in the first season. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I will continue to listen, and uh, that's all I got. Nothing else, Herb? No, sir. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week, and see ya. Peace. Peace.